This is a 980 CKNW podcast. We've uh, been talking a fair amount about ICBC and uh, legislation around uh, ICBC changes being made to the insurance corporation. But one of the changes is not sitting well with the British Columbia Psychological Association. And there is opposition to classifying psychological and psychiatric conditions as minor injuries. Well, Rick Gambrell is the executive director of the BC Psychological Association and joins us now on the line. Rick, good morning to you. Good morning, and thank you for having me, Jill. Thanks for being here. Uh, explain, if you can, the changes and your concerns with the, this classification of minor injuries. Okay, thank you, Jill. Under Bill 20, which is the law to amend ICBC, that was introduced about two weeks ago. As it currently stands, the bill provides that any psychological or psychiatric condition arising from a motor vehicle accident, any condition at all, no matter how significant, is deemed to be minor unless it has not resolved within 12 months from the date of the motor vehicle accident and also as well meets some as yet undefined uh, prescribed criteria. The concern that we've got is that psychological injuries are not minor injuries. Each individual is unique in their symptoms and, and the duration of symptoms after an event is not an appropriate um, scientific measure of the severity of the injury. This classification, this deeming of minor injuries would include things as serious as post-traumatic stress disorder. And uh, those kind of conditions have a profound effect on an individual. Uh, Is it because it's difficult to know exactly what was caused by the accident when we're talking about something where there could be a pre-existing condition or or something else going on? Pre-existing conditions are indeed important, but... There are scientific evidence-based methods for assessment and treatment of injuries. Uh, indeed, psychological injuries from an accident may arrive at, arise at different times after a collision, depending on a number of factors like pre-existing conditions. Post-traumatic uh, stress disorder, depression, and anxiety could have an initial onset shortly after or some months after the collision. And uh, indeed, they may appear to resolve at a time after the collision only to recur at a later date due to a change in circumstances like a prolonged physical recovery or a triggering event such as a return to work, a return to driving, or even the anniversary of the collision. And so what would you like to see or how would you like to see them classified instead? Our position is that we think it would be most appropriate to remove psychological and psychiatric conditions from the minor injury definition because that would help achieve the goal of people receiving the best care and optimal recovery in the shortest time possible. They would still be assessed by someone who is expert in psychology, have the appropriate treatment prescribed, engage in that treatment, and then achieve an optimal recovery. Our concern is is that one of the other provisions under the minor injury designation is that the government will have the opportunity to make regulations with respect to the assessment, diagnosis, and treatment of these minor injuries, and then, in essence, prescribe through legislation a, uh, a treatment regimen uh, for certain conditions. And, and our position is that's not appropriate uh, because of the unique circumstances of each individual. Psychological injuries don't lend themselves to such an approach So each individual has to be assessed, in our view, 
by a qualified psychological professional and prescribe the treatment that will lead to the optimal treatment outcome. And how is it done now in that if you're in a crash and you and you are injured and then you also perhaps suffer a psychological injury, how do you prove that now? Do you not have to see a professional or see a doctor and get that diagnosis? You, you do have to. Uh, and and we're, we're, we're most concerned with making sure that people receive treatment. Uh, in terms of proof, we understand that, yes, indeed, people have to go through the process of, of proving that they suffered a condition and it's related to the motor vehicle accident. But our concern really surrounds the issue of appropriate treatment and making sure that people, if they do have an issue of a psychological nature that arises from a motor vehicle accident, that they get the most appropriate treatment and that it indeed occurs uh, when symptoms start to occur so that they can get the right treatment by the right professional at the right time to ensure optimum recovery. Because if that doesn't happen, one runs the danger of receiving treatment that is inappropriate that may not result in an improved condition, or indeed the inappropriate treatment could worsen the condition and result in higher treatment costs, more suffering, more wage loss, longer return to work, etc. And is there is there the thought or the idea that these types of injuries, because it is different from you have a broken arm, you have an x-ray that shows you have a broken arm, there's no debate over that. Is there the thought that because these are injuries that aren't visible, that there's there's more room for abuse of the system? And, you know, that, that, that's, that's, you'd have to ask ICBC about that. But from the perspective of psychology, there are evidence-based, uh, scientifically proved methods to assess and treat psychological conditions uh, that we are confident in, uh, that do a good job of identifying the condition and directing a professional in the direction of appropriate treatment to achieve an optimal recovery. Uh, where do you go with this from here as far as uh, this is uh, this is out there now as far as uh, how bill 20 has been put together uh, what do you do next well we we hope that we can have an opportunity to consult with government and and uh, assist them in in providing uh, a roadmap for best practices in treating these conditions as they arise after a motor vehicle accident and are, are you confident or how confident are you that uh, that this will get a second look you know, you know that that indeed is something that the government will have to comment on. And we we have in the week and a half since this bill was introduced, uh, taken very careful consideration of what the bill includes, uh, expressed our concerns to government and publicly, and uh, are hopeful that uh, that will have an impact on the situation. And do we have an idea or do we have numbers as far as how many crashes or how many uh, accidents lead to injuries that are uh, psychological injuries? I don't have that information available, but anecdotally, in in speaking to my members, there are a number of them that treat individuals who have psychological conditions as a result of motor vehicle accidents. So I can assure you it's not a trivial number. All right. Uh, We'll leave it there. I'm sure we'll talk uh, about this again. But uh, thank you so much. Great to chat with you. Uh, Rick Gambrell, thanks so much for coming on the program. Thank you very much, Jill.
That is Rick Gambrell, Executive Director of the BC Psychological Association. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.